0: Hello Metropolitan Culture Corner amigos y amigas, vecinos y vecinas, hermanos y hermanas, the desconoptidos y you igual. Whoever you are, wherever you are, if you're here with us today, you are part of the Metropolitan Culture Corner family, and we are so happy to have you. As you know, on this monthly video interview series, we sit down with a figure from the local world of art and culture. But when I say local, that just means that they make their home in Barcelona. Some of these folks are from here, some are from across the world, but they just fell in love with the city and moved here. Some of them make their base here, but they travel constantly. You just never know what you're gonna get in these interviews. Today, we sit down with certified makeup artist and talented photographer Nina. If she does her job well, and believe me, she does, you don't necessarily notice her work and all that goes into it at first. You notice the subject of her work. Without Nina's magic, the beautiful people of the world wouldn't look quite as beautiful. Originally from Javiskaya, Finland, Nina first started her professional career by studying at Face House Disguise School and taking master classes from some of the biggest names in the makeup world, such as Carla Powell, huge name in the UK, Anna Dan from Italy, won tons of awards for her work, and Mario Devivanovic. Maybe you don't know his name, but you do know. The names of some of his most exclusive clients, such as the Kardashians, for example, specifically Kim Kardashian. Nina's experience as both a makeup artist and a photographer over the past 20 years has brought her into contact with people from all walks of life, and her work has been published in magazines and other publications, both in the US and Europe. She is also known for giving back to the community through her work as a makeup artist and as a photographer. One of her specialties is what is known as empowering photography. I will let Nina herself explain exactly what that entails. Nina has worked with both celebrities and normal folks from actors, models and musicians to brides and corporate clients. Her brand, Masterclass Finland, organizes courses and training events for a range of international professionals. And though she started her career in Finland, she now makes her home in sunny Barcelona, where she has had the opportunity to share her talent and her knowledge thanks to her collaboration with the local photography school, his Art. In Nina's own words, makeup, photography, it's all part of the same art. It's all part of making the person feel the best that he or she can feel. It's about making his or her essence shine through whatever the circumstances. So please welcome makeup, artist and photographer Nina Pippenin to the Metropolitan Culture Corner.
1: When you do artistic work, the art comes from yourself. Just trust yourself. Don't believe and listen to other people saying you cannot do this. If somebody says don't do it, you have to do it. This is what my mom told me and it's so true but I would say also go to school because in the school you learn things you don't learn from YouTube.
0: Welcome to the Metropolitan Culture Corner. I wanted to start at the beginning. You started out as a makeup artist first and ultimately got into photography later. So how did you get started in each field and why ultimately choose to do both? Why not focus on one or the other?
1: When I was a small girl, my mom was a cosmetologist, like a beautician, and I think I was in the first or second grade in school that I actually wear first-time mascara, and the principal told me to wash my face because children do not use makeup. But then, like, later on, everybody in the school, they knew what they wanted to be, and I never really had an idea what do I want to do with my life. And then one day, my mom brought this brochure about makeup artist school, and immediately I was like... This is it, like this glowing moment that I knew that this is my thing. And you can imagine everybody were saying, oh, you're gonna be a makeup artist. How are you gonna get your salary? And it's an artistic job. Don't be silly. And it was really expensive for school. I had to take a loan and everything to apply to the school. When I started the career, I wanted to make people beautiful. There were people in the field who said they wanna be with superstars and they wanna be on the backstages And for me, it was always just making people look beautiful in general and empowering people. Eventually I kind of felt like When I was doing the makeup, I had this vision of the outcome that it will be. And of course, nobody can read my mind what I wanted to become. The final result, I wanted to take it to the end. So I started eventually studying photography and I got my certification and I started doing body painting and makeup, doing everything that I learned from special effects or theater and I combined everything that I could do and it became awesome really, really different kind of photos. So
0: it was all kind of part of the same artistic form for you. It wasn't like, well, there's makeup and then there's photos. that all kind of goes together.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like when you have this vision, when you're creating something. You have the vision of the outcome, but when you're in only one part of the pipeline, you cannot control what the other one sees, what is their artistic view. So for me, it was more like I wanted to create completely what I had in my mind. And I felt so strongly that my way was the better way.
0: <laughs> for example, when you see a paparazzi stick a, a microphone in a famous person's face and say, hey, what's your beauty secret? You know, A lot of them laugh and say, lots and lots of hair and makeup people. For people who don't understand what the role of a makeup artist really is, why is it important to have someone who is taking care of that aspect of things, not only for celebrities, but also for anyone who has to be on camera at any time, especially this day and age with social media when image is so important?
1: There's quite many things. The main thing is you have a different kind of makeup for a different kind of occasion. You have to build the makeup in a different way. I always say construction. If you would paint a wall, you need different kind of paints. You need to make the wall even before you paint it. There's many things you need to do before. For example, ballet. You have to have a different kind of makeup totally compared to photo shoot, or a fashion show, or for example, wedding, that the base will last since the morning for the next day. So there's different kinds of things, what you have to do, and there's different kinds of styles that you have to take notice. Flashlights, studio lights are totally different kind of lighting. Is it a warm light, cold light? I have been doing makeup in the snow, with snow ski jets, with the snow in the minus 25 degrees. I have been doing in the subtropic. (laughs) That is the opposite, plus 30 degrees. In cold temperatures, the, the nose gets really cold cold and and red, the ears get red, the hands get red. So there's simple type kind of things you have to take notice. You have to cover the redness before it comes out.
0: (laughs) But these are things that even someone who in my case, I work in music and I interview people and I try to, you know, make sure it all looks good. It's just things you wouldn't think of. It's like when you're watching a television show, they just look amazing all the time, but I'm pretty sure nobody wakes up with the Beyonce hair. It's just a very little understood part of the industry. How do you make choices to ensure that what you're doing serves the needs of the individual that you're working with? When you're talking about, artistic vision and you're looking at a person as kind of your canvas so to speak how do you know how to translate what they're asking you or what your vision is into what actually happens
1: i use mood boards a lot so for example i asked the client to bring a mood board they put some images that they like let's say if it's normal people like for example wedding makeup i'm asking them to send photos which kind of makeup they like which kind of images they like what kind of makeup they like and then it's my job to put that it suits best for that person i need to ask pictures or photos or videos that I know what the person likes. If it's an art director, it's easy because they just tell you, okay, here's the photos already. These you need to get ready. We want this kind of result, So it's much easier when you work with the big team, depending what kind of work you do, you don't really have always art directors. So you have to do it yourself, but it's a lot of planning. As a photographer, you have to check where the sun goes during the day which kind of lighting we need. Is it the last golden moments of the light? You need to know the exact time the sun goes down or what time it goes up. There's quite many things you have to consider. So it's a lot of planning.
0: Both as a makeup artist and a photographer, would you say that there's more planning and less improvisation? Or sometimes do you just kind of make it up as you go?
1: It depends. If I'm doing more artistic work that I don't have requirements, what I have to do, for example, I have done this work with body painting and I had the hair pieces made from feathers and I I created everything from my head and and it ended up something spectacular. I just started creating like a canvas of painting. You just start doing it. And that was more about my own project, channeling my soul or whatever it is.
0: There are techniques with portrait photography, action photography. There's techniques when it comes to applying makeup. How much of these techniques are things that you've learned with your experience? And what kind of tools did you pick up while you were studying in school? Was there a particular person that was a mentor to you to help you really find your path?
1: Of course, when you get certified, you go to the school, they teach you a little bit of everything about everything. But where you really learn something is by doing the job yourself, taking master classes from other professionals. For me, being 20 years now, now as a makeup artist. I have been in so many different settings with so many different places. Even I haven't been taking the photos myself. I have seen how the best of the best have been doing it. Just observing and checking what they do. I have actually had really good mentors. And actually at some point I realized friends of mine that I've been mentor to the photography. They really taught me a lot. They gave me tips because they have been also doing it for 30 years.
0: Is there an example of something that one of them told you whether it's with regards to makeup or photography, that you remember just being like, oh, (laughs) then it just changed your perspective.
1: The amazing game-changing tip would have been being close to the model, how to guide the model in the photographs. Also, what I've learned being a makeup artist is like quite many photographers, they don't really take notice how your jewelry are or how is your hair. So if it's a small team that you're working with, this is also something that has been my job. It's kind of involving photography in that way that it's my job also to check that everything is on place. So I would say it's also about guiding the models, really make them relax and have fun and getting to the mood is also really important.
0: I know that you've worked with some names that people would recognize, famous people like Sir Richard Branson or Ryan Tracy, but I've also read that you're known for getting along with everybody. Famous, not famous, men, women, old, young. So how do you do that and how much of what you do is psychology? It's
1: really close of being a therapist and a photographer. For example, Sir Richard Branson and he's sitting on my chair before he goes on stage to talk. There is the chair where if they're nervous or if they're bored or it's the last place before you go to the stage. So it's also my job to pet people and you can do this or then just talk the person out of the nervousness and just talk something else. Like for example, with Branson, we talk about poverty in Africa. We were talking about space rockets and all these kind of things. It's actually kind of cool place where you can be. You're not only
0: responsible for how they look, you're also partly responsible for how they are on the inside. So you've got the whole package like in your hands for some of these people. That's kind of a big responsibility.
1: It is. It's also my job to make them relax. I always see beauty in everyone. It's natural for me to tell you that, oh, you have really pretty eyes or your smile is so nice. And this is also what they will remember when they're maybe a little bit nervous in front of the camera that, oh yeah, I have the pretty smile or I have the nice eyes. So it's also you're kind of prepping the person. And that's what I love being the photographer myself because I already create the bond when I do the makeup and hair I'm already really close I'm touching their eyes lips and face everywhere and then when I start taking the photos the person's already quite close to me and they trust me already
0: so trust is a big thing it's a big part of your work
1: it is if you want to bring the best out of the people
0: you specialize in empowering photography
1: so basically I'm empowering people but I'm also specialized with special effects body painting SFX so doing all the scars and blood and gore things I can also do all of these kind of things it is the empowering people but it's also special effects and i love doing for example savotta we did this frozen man that he looks like he came from the antarctic or something he has a frozen beard and and all the special effects we made for him i crossed it the beard so i made the beard myself and then i made it with special effects that looks like frozen and then we placed it on the photo shoot and we created the look for their tv marketing campaign and I can do gunshot wounds or huge stitches all over the face. And nowadays, more and more, you need also body painting. They do body painting for the magazine covers and these kind of things. In
0: terms of both makeup and photography, either both industries separately or together, how have they evolved over the past 20 years?
1: A lot. (laughs) When I started 20 years ago, we didn't have social media, hardly websites. 2001, it wasn't common for a makeup artist to have a website and things like that. You had to go door to door. You had to call the companies. Do you need this kind of thing? You had to be the one who is marketing yourself actively. You had to go to events, meet people. You had to be really open to make connections. You needed to ask favors, especially Finland is a small market, small country in general. So when somebody knows you, you get a job. Nowadays, it's more about social media. Being a makeup artist, you get a lot of pressure of putting your face every day in 20 different angles, and then you have to do videos. And that was also one part why I started being a professional photographer, because it's kind of needed nowadays that you have to do professional content also. It has changed a lot. You don't only do your job now, you have to do much, much more. You'd have to do product advertisement and collaborations, and it is a totally different world now.
0: You also speak at events and give advice to other professionals, including masterclasses. What are the most common questions that come up? Are they usually technical questions or artistic questions about the process or are they usually how to market yourself?
1: Well, I created my own brand Masterclass Finland and we are educating professionals. It's mostly about different technical things. The events I go to speak, wedding expo, or it's a fashion expo or it's professionals fair. Mostly I have been talking about trends. It's usually makeup trends for the next season or one of my specialties is lip art. So I do this like lipstick school in some of the fairs. It is really, really popular. If I have it in any fair, it's totally fully booked. And there's so many different kind of lips. There's fully big lips and they're really skinny lips. It's like very, very
0: detailed anatomy combined with art lessons.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it depends totally on the technique that is needed. But most of the events I've been talking, it's about trends, hair, makeup, some fashion.
0: I would assume you work mostly with female clients, but is that true?
1: Well, 20 years ago, it was more females. Now, when it's Pride Month, it is lovely that there's more and more male clients. Men, they put makeup nowadays. And I also make these courses for companies about how to have the proper office look. Managers from big companies, they come to learn how to look efficient and nice as they have to meet clients. What do you want to give about yourself when you go to a business meeting? What kind of impression you want to give? And the corporate field you have to work during the day and then you have this night event so how you transform your day look to the evening look
0: whether it's photos or makeup what do you think is the least understood aspect of what you do or something that you wish people knew or understood better
1: every single time I go to the corporates and they know that there is a makeup artist for example if you go and you have a TV interview you just have the little powdering and then you go to the stage but you are usually ready when you go there depending on the place but for example in the corporates they know that we have a makeup artist on set and everybody comes without the makeup even there's said that everybody has to put themselves ready and I'm just doing the final peak and I have been scheduled maybe for 40 people and I have 5 to 10 minutes time to put everyone ready and then there's like everyone coming like half naked as I would say (laughs) I can be really fast as I've been doing fashion shows and it's really really high pace so I can do it but this is something people don't realize you don't do Perfect photo shoot makeup in five to ten minutes, it takes more time. This is frustrating that people think that it's like Lilo Multipass and it's ready.
0: <laughs> what is the part that you love most about what you do? When things get frustrating, this is the part that makes it all worthwhile. It's the people's reaction. Some people
1: may think the biggest moments of their life is when they get some kind of prize or they win some kind of competition. For me, it's making people really genuinely happy. For example, I remember this one client, her face, she was half paralyzed. And she came to this empowering photo shoot for women that I used to work with a lot. And I used my special effects skills to put the makeup in a way that it looks that that she looks normal. I mean her half of the face were like kinda hanging because of the partial paralyzed. And I put her face looking in the way like it would look normal. And she started crying. We all started crying. And she said, I feel that I look like myself again. And I still get goosebumps because this is something really important why I do this. We do with my team a lot of empowering things for people who have Down syndrome, for example. And they had this one wish of their life that they want to be. And some people were simple wishes, they wanted to be a chef. So we created this whole set for them that they could be one day as a chef. Some people wanted to be uh, veterinarians. Some people, for example, one guy that I did the makeup for him, Tuomas. he wanted to be a rock star. So we actually rented this whole really old like rock place where all the rock artists go there. It's a really a famous place in my hometown. We put all the sets ready for him and we have these awesome photos of him doing the, the drums. <laughs> and this was like really, really important for him. So it's also making people's wishes come true on the way that I can do that with makeup and also with photos. It's called Hetki Unama project. It is about special people, for example, with Down syndrome. Another project that I really remember was we did for people who have been unemployed for a really long time and they felt lack of themselves. Our job was to make them look amazing and feel good about themselves, have courage. We had a gallery about that also. It was about empowering them in a right way.
0: You started your production company and your brand Masterclass Finland and everything in Finland. So what brought you to Barcelona and what's the difference between working here and working there or in other countries. Also, what does Barcelona bring to you creatively?
1: Leaving Finland, it was a decision that I've actually been thinking for a long, long time. I actually used to live in that is between Malaga and Marbella. That was 2001 also. I decided that one day I will move back to Spain because I just felt that this is where I need to be. Also, the circles in Finland, they're a little bit smaller. In Barcelona, Madrid, you have so many more possibilities for TV, fashion shows. Like, everything is so much bigger here. I mean, the culture itself, it's more vibrant, more with colors, different kind of style. I really work with the Gris Art Photography School and even already there, I noticed how everything is different. They put the lights so different way. They use colors so different way than in Finland. In Finland, everything is more like Scandinavian Style, it's more fresh, clean. We use cotton in the photo shoots a lot, linen, and these kind of materials. And in here, you use more, for example, organza or things like that. So it is different. Everything is so beautiful here. I mean, you have churches, you have architectural things, and you can use them as a background, and that's that's amazing. We don't really have that kind of things in Finland. But you can go with Gotico and you can find so many awesome doors that you can use in a photo shoot. You can have also see you have the mountains here. Also people here, I would say here, I find people more supportive. People want to support your work.
0: What would you tell somebody if you met a young man, young woman who said, I'd really like to get into this field, you know, whether it's makeup or photos and I don't know where to start. What advice would you tell them? What do they need to keep in mind as on their way?
1: People never really believed that I could create a future with makeup and photography. When I went to get the startup money from my company in Finland and they said, (laughs) We don't give startup money for this kind of businesses because these fall down in one or two years. These Uh don't last. And I went actually to the same place to get a consultation 10 years later and I was doing over 100K at that moment. And I actually met the same person that met me 10 years ago and she actually remembered me and she was like, Oh, I can see that you have really made a brand and everything is a business. It's not just a makeup artist in someone's living room. And this is something I would like to say for a person who wants to start is just start. But I would also say, go to school. You cannot go to the set and start learning there. You have to know what you're doing. I have been in a photo shoot where the photographer is putting the set on for two hours because they don't know how to put lights. And then in the end of the set, I go and say, okay, you put the lights in here, honey. There's a lot of different kinds of courses and masterclasses nowadays. There's a lot of of licensed schools that you can take online. But for me as an old schooler, when you're behind the screen, somebody can show you how to do things, but then sometimes you don't see yourself. What do you need to learn or do differently? What
0: kind of projects do you have coming up in the near future now that the pandemic is sort of winding down?
1: We actually have a book project that is coming on. We are doing a book and it's also a bit empowering people, but it has a really, really nice twist and it's something that no one has ever created before. And it has something to do with therapy. We will have this story about the person and we will recreate the person with makeup and special effects and then I will take photos of that person and we are gonna have a gallery opening for that exhibition, but also a book we are creating from the project.
0: Thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us, Nina, and for sharing your tips and your secrets with us, because at the end of the day, your job is what makes us all look like professionals and the importance of that really can't be underestimated in this image heavy world that is our modern lives, you know? And thank you to all of you who tuned into the Metropolitan Culture Corner this month and every month, of course, don't forget to check out all of our other interviews spanning the past two years. Can you believe it's been two years since they started this incredible series? They're full of inspiring stories and professional tips from the creative individuals who populate our lovely city and make it a fascinating place that it is. We've spoken to actors, photographers, directors, activists, filmmakers, choreographers, poets, designers, chefs. There's a treasure trove of behind the scenes knowledge just waiting for you on our official YouTube channel or on our SoundCloud channel, where you can listen in the form of a convenient podcast. See you next month and have a lovely summer.